All right, y'all. Welcome back to Beyond Good Enough. And we've got another show for you. So this one is more serious than the last two dramatic readings that I've been doing. <sighs> I just wanted those last two episodes to be lighthearted before we got into this one. So this one's going to be a little heavy. I get into talking about the kink of consensual non-consent play <sighs> which if you don't know what that is that is basically a mutually agreed upon play pre-negotiated usually eh, it's pretty extreme so basically you're consenting to more or less not consenting i've never really engaged in it myself but i wanted to see what others thought about it and after reading a conversation amongst black men about this particular kink i decided that i wanted to talk about it with three of the dominant leaning men so for this episode you got my homeboy justin an online friend named Todd and author Thomas Duder. Okay, so we do try to keep it a little lighthearted, but it's a serious topic. You also hear some banter with me and Thomas. But anyway, let's go ahead and jump into it. This is a test. This is a commentary. This is a test. This is a test, baby. This is a commentary. This is a commentary, baby. This is a commentary. This is a commentary, baby. This is a commentary. Hey, hey. Are we on? Let's see. Wait. Are we on? Mic check one, two. Hello. 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 Uh, trying to see if everybody on. Well, I am here in right. New York City. All right, New York City, huh? <sighs> it's got a foot of snow here, but it is what it is. Oh goodness! Well, living in the mid, living in the Midwest. Uh, let's see who's. All right, all right, all right. So, every so tonight we got can we got CNC and how we deal with it as black men. So mm -hmm. uh, this is going to be interesting. It's this is not a topic I like to discuss in mixed company, so 
That's why I signed up. Exactly. I don't. I, exactly. I feel like. I feel like. Ah, uh, we. I feel like I, if I want to talk about my experiences as a black man, I'd rather talk about it with other black men. Maybe black. Maybe black women. Well, yeah. With other, if I want to talk about my experiences as a black person with other black people. So. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh shit! Uh, hang on, hang on. Uh, I think somebody having technical issues. Okay, let me see who this is. Oh, it's Thomas. Oh, shit. All right. Well, all right. Now, who else is here? Oh, I guess we, I guess we can kick this off talking about our thoughts, our fear, or our fears, or how we feel about CNC being black men and whatnot. So like frankly, I feel that oh wait. Hang on. Let me see. Oh, someone's coming in? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Sorry. Uh, now me is so I was so I was looking through all the comments on that po- on that post, and I'm sitting here thinking I'm sitting here thinking CNC absolutely not, especially with some oh shit. Okay, let's see. I think uh. I think our boy Pervy's having trouble. Damn, everybody, everybody seems to be having trouble. Uh, All right, you on. Okay, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, yeah, I, I was on here earlier now. I don't think anybody can hear me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, so basically, what we're talking about is, so obviously, the title CNC is black men, how we feel about it, what we think about it, or into it, or whatever. Yeah, I, I was gonna say CNC with another. CNC with somebody outside my race is an absolutely not because all it takes is one bad day. Mm-hmm. I mean, all I can see where you're coming from, at with that point because, yeah, um, especially, especially if you're doing it with someone that um, you're not in like a like a legit committed relationship with, that could definitely be be an issue. Hell yeah. And I don't know where where everybody else is from, but I know for me and the host, 
you know, we, we reside in the Midwest and in our environment in the King scene is very, it's very segmented and it's definitely segmented by race. And yep. uh, it don't take much for any person of color, particularly a person of color that happens to be male and definitely male and dominant. Uh, it it all it takes is just one person to make some sort of accusation of how that person, you know, completely blacklisted out of the community. So when you start talking about CNC uh, within our community, I mean, it's a really it's a really slippery slope because it just takes one one fuck up and it can't even be a fuck up on your part. It's just one fuck up and you could just be completely ostracized from the community in a, in a whole. So. Because you don't look like the bulk of the community. Ain't just looking like the bulk of the community. I mean, just look at our society, just in the states alone. I mean, mm -hmm. all black men are of GP are considered to be inherently evil. So, right. you know, by us being labeled as inherently evil, inherently bad, we're, we're all thugs, we're all criminals. Um, we just straight up immoral degenerates labeled as such, even though I know, even though I know we not. Right. So then you take that and then you have this environment where, um, you know, most of the women in the community um, tend to favor, especially the, our, the white women tend to want to, yeah. you know, be with black men and, and be controlled by black men and whatnot. And you got the white guys, they ain't liking that shit. So obviously they gonna be the main ones to try to try to hate and you know discourage any woman from wanting to pursue uh a person of color. So you know it's just you just gotta be for us, we just gotta be a, a whole lot more cautious. Uh because it don't take but one bad scene before you got somebody screaming rape. One bad play mm -hmm. before you got somebody screaming assault. And it ain't just it ain't just the getting blacklisted in the community. It's the legit get getting locked up that you gotta worry the about. Legal shit. Yeah, right. it's the it's the legal shit. And it ain't even just one bad day. It ain't even just one bad scene or one bad moment. It's just one bad day period. Even after the scene over be long over. Yeah. Like I had a friend now who is pretty well known in the community. And um, you know, he had a relationship that now this relationship ended about five, if not six years ago. And yeah. you know, even though that relationship ended at that time when it ended, they were on good terms. But I guess in subsequently in the last few years. They those two haven't really been on good terms, and now she's going around, you know, claiming that this dude, you know, raped her and and you know did a whole bunch of consent violation stuff, and trying to pretty much tarnish his name. And this is someone you know, well known in the community, you know, is out there, yeah. um, very popular. But now that this is going around, you got a lot of people questioning: is, is he, you know, is he as um, does he have as much integrity as as they previously thought? You have a lot of people that are, you got a lot of people that co-sign the whole Me Too moment, so they're, they're quick to jump on that bandwagon without really knowing all the details. 
And then you got yeah. a lot of people that hate on this man because he's popular in the community. And um, you know, when he goes to events, people wanna, you know, flock to him. And that pissed certain people off. So, you know, they want to go and tarnish his name, and that's the way to do it. And that, and just some of my own experiences, for me, like, when we get back to this whole subject of the consent, non-consent, for me to want to do that, it's got to be somebody that I trust. It's got to be somebody that I have personally played with for a while. And we just don't jump right into that. That, to me, that's months, if not a year yeah. plus continuous interaction yeah. with this person, truly getting to know them. And actually, because that trust it has to go on both ways. Like, mm-hmm. it ain't just them, you know, trusting you to, um, you know, respect the boundaries that they have and be able to have that control of the scene. But for you as the top, you got to be able to trust that what it is that you're doing is something that they want, even though they're not ex- explicitly or implicitly telling you that they want that. And um, you got to trust that it doesn't turn into something that they don't want. And then they can go back and claim that you did things against their will or did things to violate their trust or violate, you know, agreed slash non-agreed level of consent that you had in that scene. So that's just not something that you could just pick up and do on somebody that you met at, at some event or some party. And like the first or second time you playing with them. Like oh, for me, no. this is something that you gotta you gotta build up to, and it it takes months. And I'll caution any guy here who happens to be a top, who happens to get approached by someone that you know starts talking about wanting to do CNC right off the bat. I would strongly yeah. caution you against doing that, because yeah. again, I'll yeah. take just one one fuck up. And your your <laughs> reputation is ruined. And guess what? You ain't now. You not seen it with nobody else or playing with nobody else. But all of the events, you're not going to be able to go to. All of the play parties, you won't be able to go to. All of the munches that are supposed to be welcoming will all of a sudden blacklist you and won't welcome you. All because of somebody's word, right? Yeah, man, is that gentleman? Yeah. Um, so, first of all, I'm coming from New York, which is a different vibe. One of the things, because the last year, because the last year with the pandemic, and the fact that I work in the labs testing stuff, one, I got first dibs of vaccines or anything, and two, thanks to all the work I had to do, I had the money and time to travel and deal with other scenes. Um, just to give you a little bit of background about what's going on in New York. It's a very large and diverse scene. You have different groups. You have, um, you know, not you know majority-oriented parties, for lack of a better word. But you, we do have a very robust POC scene. I happen to just recently take over one of the bunches out there, and it's not unusual for like a party to be half black just because who showed up there that particular night. Um, you mm-hmm. know, we have that infrastructure. We have black-owned dungeons and parties and whatever. So, you know, my perspective is a little different where I'm not as reliant on white people. While I, was, I started off Long Island, long story with, you know, of course, the whiter community is the suburbia. But in the five boroughs, at least, you know, there are a lot more outlets and knock on wood. Um, what, one of the things I will say is interesting about CNC is that 
I definitely agree with what you said. Like, don't do this with people you don't know, you don't trust on one hand. But also my experience with CNC has been dealing with black women exclusively. Um, mm-hmm. Except for one, but that was my first up. And, you know, we become friends and we've developed a long understanding. I've known it at this point. It will be Valentine's Day. It will be eight years. So that's whatever. Um, but I really got into it because I was dealing with a black woman who was, for the most part, vanilla. No, she knew I was a kingster, but she she was like on that level where she was dabbling with stuff, but not really involved. Um, but one of the things that she was into was CNC, and just letting me, letting me just take it wherever. And the first time I approached her, like, wait a second, you know, I ain't trying to go to jail, like. No, trust me, it's going to be okay. Like, you know, I trust your judgment. And then, you know, during the course of that other intervening year, as we start, as we got into it, we really got into it, and it's turned out to be something that I like, and has been a part of my dynamics. Now, I'm saying this from a privileged place where my dynamics, where I engage with this, have been with black women. And they've enjoyed it. In fact, they tend to enjoy it a bit more because it's like now they get to be the vulnerable, dainty, feminine role that the larger society doesn't allow them to have. So it's a very interesting experience. I'm, one of the things I was about to write that all guys here in the first place was how so many black male dominants are talking about dealing with white women, dealing with white women, dealing with white women. Not saying I haven't dealt with white women. But I guess I'm a bit privileged where I can kind of pick and choose my situations where I can well I can set up where I can deal with you, but only on this level. Where like or you know if there's certain play I don't feel comfortable in a racial relation in a racial situation, I just don't engage in it because I got a black woman I can do it. You know I'm in a dynamic now, but you know God forbid she got hit by a bus, it would be sad. But I could find a whole bunch of other black women. You know what I mean? So it's just interesting hearing this from my perspective in New York and how the energy is completely different where if I want to engage something more extreme, and I know um, some people get like, you know, extreme stuff like CNC, kidnap scenes, edge play, da 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 but it's kind of its own little corner. Like, you know not to cross, yeah, you know it's possible, but you also know not to cross the line at the same time. You understand what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I get where you're coming from on that. Um, and one, you were very lucky that you got that type of scene where um, you have that huge diversity of, of people from different uh, ethnic backgrounds that are in the scene, that are open to doing that. Um, God, I, wish, I, I honestly, a little bit envious of you because of that, like Black-owned dungeons and all that. In order for me to get that, I gotta go all the way up to Chicago in order to even get to um, Where a you place like that. Out of, just out of curiosity, um, um, I'm in St. Louis, so I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay, likewise. Yeah. So okay, for for us to even get that close to what you're getting in New York, for us that would be up to Chicago, you know, um, or going, you know, west, you know, like California or something like that. But yeah, here in in our area, we don't even 
how can I say this? Um, we have like one or two spaces. They're not even really open to the public. It's more of you have to be a part of a a bigger paying community in order to get access to these play spaces. And then there was a third, but that one was ran by a guy that was complete total fucking lunatic. And that caused a lot of... Wait, are you talking about that piece of shit that recorded at that other uh, party? Yeah. That motherfucker. he, He had his own club, and I used to be a part of that particular club. In fact, I used to be one of the, like, head people in that club until probably, God, this was probably about seven years ago. And then I stepped away because instead of trying to bridge and bring the community together, he was too busy trying to keep it torn apart. And and that was something I didn't want to be a part of. But, you know, leading into that, uh, we already have this community that's pretty much uh, white dominant in in our area. And then you don't have a lot of black folks. And then what little black folks you do come out that want to be a part of the community, you know, they're isolated a little bit more, especially men, whether they're dominant or submissive, black men just in general in this environment are... It's like one half their their praise because again you got you got the women the BBC that, that want them right the you got the women that want them and and then and then you got the the men that hate them you know so it, it's kind of hard to get your fitting in the environment and then when you're talking about adding on something like uh you know consent yeah. non consent that's that's like even more harder to 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 get, you know? So, like like I was saying, I commend you for being in New York, having that ability to um, have all those different venues where you can go to, meet more people of color, because more people of color not only are in those areas, but they have the support in the community to foster and, and allow them to come out and grow. You know, not everybody has that. Not everybody has that luxury. I... You know, yeah. I've only had in my and I've been in the community since what 2011. So what just now 10 almost 11 years. Right. I've only had two consent, non-consent scenes, and those obviously were with uh white women, and they were both um women that I had relationships with, not just yeah. um, you know, a play situation. I was either in a legit yeah. collared DNS dynamic with them, or we had a significant um you know a romantic casual relationship. Partner, arranger. Yeah, yeah. We, y'all were together anybody, for it was never anybody knew and it was never anybody I've just met at some party and was like, you know, the next week, hey, you wanna you wanna talk about consent non consent? No. No. Well, no. Too risky. Way too hmm. risky. That's a different true, true. Yeah. All right. Thomas but, yeah. Thomas, are you on here or what? Oh, snap. Y'all can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. I was going to say, are you on her or are you too busy playing with your auntie, sister, mama? Man, don't be bringing your cousin, daddy, brother into this mess. I'm just glad I was able to make it in this motherfucker, though. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, 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 hello, gents. Just uh, I'm actually on my cat's phone. Don't ask. You know, got a phone for the cat. It works. But at least the headset working on this one, so I'm in this. Man, I actually wanted to bring up something earlier with y'all talking about... Uh, you know, the, the issues of segregation in the community, no matter where you are. And that was birth of a nation. 
Let's not forget that the very idea of the perverted, degenerate black male and the aggressive uh, black woman even comes from that blasted-ass movie. Just saying. Well, actually, it's a little before that. Like, Birth of a Nation oh, yeah. is what blew up. Like, you know, it's like, hey, phenomenon, there's an underground shit, and then there's the pop shit. Black or a better term. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. You know, I've, since I've gotten into the lifestyle, I've realized got serious. I've realized stuff about black sexuality in general. Where that yeah. has the whole idea of the aggressive black man, the Mandingo, and all that, has its roots well, in slavery. Uh, two things: slavery and um, Reconstruction. The first but slavery, oh, yeah. Slavery, yeah it was, uh, first it was just like, oh, you know, we gotta scare these white women away from black men, because the black men are around all the time, so it's like, oh, the black men are scary, but back in the day, you know, black men and white women, keeping it a buck, were pretty well controlled, so it's kind of like, you know, yeah, you know, so long as we keep the women in check, we we don't really have to worry about the men. But then, of course, the Civil War, slavery's over. Now, mm. black men can walk around and do what they want. They got the right to vote now. They can own property. They can, if you punch them, they can punch you back. So it's like, oh shit, what are we going to do? And that's how the ideology of miscegenation came from. In fact, the work term miscegenation was invented during Reconstruction. Like, you can look it up. Um, so you have this whole idea of the big black Negro buck who's just scary all over the place. And then it built, it built, and then birth of a nation, that's when it went national. Like, you know, mm. Like you have R and B and then you have Thriller, which is kind of, like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's a fucked up comparison, but it makes sense if you think about but it. But still, no, you got a point. You got a point, man. Like I'm not trying to say, but like that's the point I'm trying to make to convey like where it came. Cause I don't want to say bird relation wasn't important. I just try to put it in context. No, no, I dig. I understand. I understand. My thing whenever I bring up Birth of a Nation, though, is mostly in the terms of media and especially how media okay. force, uh, shapes such kind of mess. You know, the reason why we yeah, still have things like on X and XX or Pornhub, which literally has an ebony section, which most of the South be flogging their dolphins to. Just saying. <laughs> now, like I said, it, it came up earlier. It's true, though. It's true. It came up earlier. And I was like, oh, man, I wanted to jump in on this conversation. Jeremy, you know me. I've been trying to jump into this conversation today. Damn. But yeah. you know, I'm here now. I'm here. Ready to cause some mess. Talk about but Jeremy yeah. and his booty-bothered baby with uh, his cousin, oh. stepsister, daddy. You you started but, it, man. But, but yeah, yeah no, but nobody cool. wants to hear about... Go but ahead, yeah, go ahead. The thing is, it's weird how you say it, because I remember, okay, I told you I was traveling across America this summer because yeah. of my proceeds from the pandemic. Um, yeah. I met this woman, I've been talking online for a minute, from Memphis while I was down in New Orleans. And of course, she was in the lifestyle up there, you know, one of the few black people in that neck of the woods. And she was telling me, like, you know, like, she's glad that a black dude could just beat her because, you know, all the dudes she knows about BBC. And of course, thanks to the pandemic, I had conductors all over the place. And I had some, I have know someone who is based out of Northwest Arkansas, you know, Fayetteville, Bentonville, all that's good stuff. And they say, mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's how it really is. Like, these dudes are so hypnotized by the BBC thing that the few around, it's like I it's like one of those chicken and egg things. Like, are dudes just hypnotized, or are white people just imposing that role on us? And that 
and that entails the CNC thing. Like, you know, okay, if you want to be around, you have to be the Negro brute who savages my wife. And I'm noticing that just like, that's a, you know, outside those a handful of areas, like, you know, New York City, the DMV, Atlanta area, and a few other areas, like you mentioned Chicago, this is national. Like, this is America. And for us, yeah. black people in King. Yeah, Hello? I mean, I could definitely see oh. where you're coming from on that. Um, what I think it is, is definitely us as black men, we're definitely fetishized in the community. And so, a lot of fucking white people that'll come into it where um, they don't see us as people. They just see us as a conquest. Yeah, I want that. I want that. I want the biggest, blackest cock I can get. Or I want to <laughs> watch my wife fuck the biggest, blackest cock that she can, can fuck, you know? Oh, fuck my and... goddamn nigga. Like, no. Yeah. Look. <laughs> if I can bounce off that real quick. No, no, like I, said, I do understand, want, especially you know? in that. Because the problem is they ain't going to be coming home with you. They're just sitting there for your dick. They ain't there for your skin. They ain't there for your mind, your emotions. Nothing. You're not being considered as an equal me. partner in a situation like that. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, I totally get As a young man, I was involved in swinger communities. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, you know, mm. I never slept a white woman in that, that context because, you know, lightning would strike my house and my daughter's a you know, on the other side of the house, and she would be homeless. That that would be bad. But, <laughs> um, I, you know, the thing is, I remember now, you know, now I'm older, I got a little context. People looked at me kind of funny, like, wait a second, you're talking to them? And all of a sudden, I got a little extra play because I wasn't just slamming down, but after I slammed them down, I'm like, hey, how's it going? You know, what's going on? Let's hang out. And that got awkward, like, wait a second, like, you're actually a person, like you're actually mm. you're not just the BBC. You're friendly. You're nice, and Jeez. you know, and that got real awkward, <laughs> real fast because people thought I was trying to run a finesse. Like I'm right. trying they, to start a big they party. Didn't, like, they didn't recognize that you were intelligent and you actually spoke mm. with intelligent words. Like they just and saw you is, as a cock, and you're more And don't get me wrong, what. When I was in that era, I was on some savage shit. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I was secretly looking for love because th that wasn't me. But I do realize that looking back at the time, even my the, the, my dealing with white people in the, in the kink lifestyle now, they were surprised. Like, wait a second. You actually know how to use those toys? Um, you're not a rapper? You're not, you're not talking like one of those rap guys? Yeah, you, you don't know who's you actually are. <laughs> you ain't hood. Yeah, man, you're, you're, the, most black black person, you're the most black person I know. I with my previous stuff, you know, unfortunately things didn't work out, but we were together for a while. We were together for like almost three years. Black woman, dark skin, fat. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I'm not even judgment. She's like, I am fat. Don't call me BBW. Okay. Um, she wanted to explore like the more swinky stuff. And there's a lot of swinky stuff in New York City, you know, because the rent's too high. And plus people, and plus in New York, you can't have sex in kink-specific venues. So you have to have a specific event for that. Anyway. Wait, really? What? Well, that's the one. Well, New York City's pretty liberal, but the thing is, you can't have fucking and liquor in the same spot legally. Yeah, true. 
that that that's that's all that's all shit true, is. That sounds like a Mennonite shit. But that's I mean, also true. You can't, in terms you can't. of love, but the thing is, you can't have booze and fucking at the same time. That's the anyway. Um, mm. we went to this white party, and you know, first of all, I was doing my thing, and of course, white people were surprised. Like, wait a second, you're actually doing this shit. Of course, you know, we get to play, and then we get to fucking, and then we go our separate ways and fuck different people. Um, mm-hmm. and the thing was, and you know, which is what we came here for. And the thing was, we noticed there's a lot of black dudes, but not a lot of black chicks. I, it was, in fact, my sub, it was my sub, and there was one other black chick who came later, who, who was the only black woman in the entire Georgia. And mm-hmm. the thing what was wild was that there was these traditionally attractive white women who only hung around the white dudes, and her brothers trying to get with them. And they were they were there kind of like for wallpaper. To get people in the door, and then there was the Asian chicks and the heavier white chicks that the niggas lined up for, and I, <laughs> and that's not a metaphor. Like those niggas were lined up like they was giving out government cheese. That's because oh, like, 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 I ain't fucking anyone no more. Cause like no, I'm not lining up for white pussy. Like no, fuck no, I'm not really, What? What? Ain't even getting that sloppy seconds. That's like sloppy fiftieths. Like, well, it's like niggas was literally lined up, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" And it was just this, like, "Oh, you know." I asked the white one, like, "No, like, not gets into racial relationships. Don't get me wrong, but there's interracial relationships and whatever that bullshit was." Um, what was rich about that is that you know they on the party. I showed you this. Told you this. One old black woman showed up. Show up with a dude. And, you know, she was attractive, so I started talking to her. So I'm expecting the, the dudes to show up at some point. So I'm like, yo, you talk so we kind of look over your shoulder and suddenly see anyone's coming. And I was, like, utterly shocked. Like, I could have just laid down behind me. No one was looking at me. No one was paying me no mind. They were still lined up for the white chicks, though. Hmm. Nigga. Wow. Nigga. Like, I even told my girl, like, we'll get home. Don't worry, I'll fuck you when you're home, which we did, but I wasn't fucking no more at that party. I got dignity, goddammit. <laughs> no, you, you do right, you do right, though. You certainly weren't finna line up for no punani. Yeah. But back to the, circling back to the CNC, it's this whole thing where black men are assumed to just want to brutalize white women without any agency, without any decision, which is just like, like given a choice between any anyone of European descent and an attractive black woman, will will take the form every time, which is just like, mm. huh? You know, speak no speaking from California. Now I got to point out, I'm from San California, Southern California. You know, especially around yeah. San Bernardino to Azusa. You know, niggas know my name around LA and further down, but not a, not about not north though. I don't hang around no Oregon shit. But with that stated, though, you know, and the scene, because y'all were mess- y'all were mentioning the scenes in St. Louis and out in uh, New York, it's a bit different out in California. Like when I was in it, it was a real multicultural hodgepodge. It's exactly what you think you'd be getting in California. You know, there ain't too much of an issue with seeing a white dude with a black woman or an Asian dude with a black woman. Even admittedly, yeah, that last one is rare. That's it's very rare. I've I've only seen it like twice. In my entire time, yeah. but you're mentioning now about CNC and something I wanted to bust on what Justin was talking about earlier. Uh, and in fact, I think y'all were you mentioned it earlier. Trust, 
You know, it comes down to yeah. the one thing, and the one thing, I ain't saying you should spend like a whole year getting to know a motherfucker, but you know, at the same time, it's best to do something like this. Anything that's harder than like, oh, what the hell are the Warburton wheels? You know, I'm talking about the spiky yeah. wheels. I got like three of them yeah. motherfuckers oh, in my like kit. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good on the thighs, baby. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, it's one of those things where if you're going to be doing something more extreme and more invasive even, and I'm just I mean, I mean even mentally. Because you have to know the other person you're with, you know? There's got to be that trust. And even more so, like what y'all were saying earlier, you got to trust that they ain't going to turn on your ass later on. You know, this is why you got to know your circle. You got to know your people. Your people got to know you. You know, I mean, you can be degenerate. You can be soft. You can be sweet, whatever have you. But so long as you will have a, that constant core of self in the face of doing some seriously nasty shits from time to time. I'm just saying that's my mm -hmm. take on things, though. That's that's how that's how I was in it. Yeah, we a, know you do nasty. We know you do nasty shit, Thomas. You want to um, go? Son God of damn it! Here we go. Here we go. I ain't even derailed this podcast. It's your fault. But okay, let me jump in right quick. So I want to touch back on something that you said earlier, right? Okay. Um, what, what I was talking about, you know, getting to know a person and, and the time. The, the reason why I specifically, and I, and I would, you know, caution anybody else to follow this, is to give mm -hmm. it like time, is because, again, you, you got to know the, you have to know the person that you're going to be doing this type of shit oh, with. Absolutely. And, 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 and unfortunately, there are some women that you know that you think you might know. And again, like they, they get caught up in their feelings or, or whatnot. And say like say you do a scene with someone, they really uh -huh. like you and they thinking it's gonna turn into a relationship or some shit like that. But you don't oh, want the relationship, you just wanna you just wanna beat beat ass or or you yeah. know oh trust dick, me, dick throw or, or something like that and, and go on your way. Well, oh, now, down you done man, that you, shit right. You done did what you did, thinking that okay, this is where it was going, it wasn't going beyond that. She was thinking it was gonna be a relationship. It didn't turn into a relationship. She's mad at you. Now she's going to go around and start spreading all this shit about you, how you violated her and broke consent and took a scene too far. And then now all of a sudden you got to you gotta play like fucking Matlock going around trying to defend yourself <laughs> against allegations. And that's the one thing that is hard to do because it's not if through the court of law. It's the court of opinion that you got to try to fight yeah. against. And yo, yo, can I, can I cut no in? Winning from that. Can I cut Go in? Ahead. Mm -hmm. Okay, I was gonna say because if you defend yourself, you look guilty, and if you don't say shit, mm. you look guilty. Guilty, exactly. But you know, bad, I, bad I want to interject an approach here. If you do want to approach this shit, think about it like in football, where the coach gives you the playbook, but you didn't call what play it is, or in basketball, like you owe the playbook, but you got to call it. Now, if you call something outside that playbook, it's a problem. But if you stay within, you're fine. Every every submissive, this regardless of you know, male, female, whatever, has a playbook. Has their limits. And the thing is, mm. if you don't know that playbook, you're in trouble. Like you trying to run plays that you try to you did with another chick, you're gonna be in trouble. Um, and mm. the thing is, if you have that mindset, if you understand, stand it from that frame point, you can push a lot of shit. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, is you got to understand the individual. 
whether it be yeah. a sub, a switch, whatever have you. It is. Yeah, yeah. And I like. I thank you for bringing that up too about the individual aspect because it's true. You ain't gonna go down on one girl the same way you're gonna go down on the next. You ain't gonna go down on one dude the same way you're gonna go down on the. Ne- well, actually, for dudes, it's it's, it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same. But you know, even oh, then, there's I still gonna be point. little. In- there be a little individual things about the person. And that's the thing about it, especially with a sub. You got to get in their head. You got to crawl in their skull and know that shit. You got to know them. But and I understand that there's also now. See, that's the thing where I come from. I've always uh, mingled BDSM with the relationships. I ain't been one for like a uh, one night stand, maybe a one week stand at most. And even then, that, was, that one was a funny one, though, because uh, that was the last time I ever bowled. I ain't, I ain't, uh, no, no, no. When the dude says he's into it, but then you fucking her, you getting into her, she getting into it, you look over and he's got these look in his eyes like, give me my wife back. Like, nigga, oh God, no. I mean, yeah, I finished, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. That, was, that derailed oh. mine. I'm sorry. But still, about the individual, though, let's go back to that. Once again, trust and know the people you're with. You should defend yourself, you should guard yourself, you should be aware of who you're with. But with that stated, it's also easy to say that, and it's a lot harder to do in some cases. Some people are good at hiding that shit. Some people are good oh, at going you. crazy at the last second when you ain't even expecting it. But when they oh. do, once again, know yourself and know your circle, you know? Mm-hmm. And know mm. when to get the hell up out of a situation. I mean, also hey, true. <laughs> you know, when, when you see something's going south, even if you get the, the feeling, that instinct, Listen to that shit because it's it's more than likely gonna save you from, uh, you know, some heartache, some grief, and a whole bunch yeah. of unnecessary fucking drama. You don't really, you shouldn't even really have to be dealing with. So, I mean, you well, just no. gotta know when to fucking cut and run. And I hate that notion that there's plenty of fish in the sea, but because wow. it is, especially in our little area. I mean, kink and the Midwest and Christians and all that shit. I mean, it, they don't. They aren't as plentiful as they are in California and in, in New York. So, true, true. Um, you know, you gotta know when to cut and run and just start over. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta yeah. take off them rose-colored glasses because the red flags are hard to see. In that case, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, they are. <laughs> so, Jeremy, where are you from? Are you from St. Louis? I am from St. Louis, brother. And so just okay, it's interesting because you know it's it's just you know what I find weird about the scene is just a global thing. Like you have all these different places with black people throughout the United States. And, you know, it ain't just black people in like a handful of cities. They all we're probably the most widespread minority in the United States compared to Latin people, Asian people, whatever. It's weird that these scenes. Scenes where there's like more than three black people emerge in only a handful of spots. Mm-hmm. And it's wild. But you know, I think this actually does come back to the whole what are the viewpoints, or no, 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 what are the ideals pushed upon black men, black people in general? You know, it wasn't until like maybe the past, what, 20 years, you'll even hear about black nerds. I don't mean no DBZ, my niggas. I mean like, you know, hardcore. "Quote unquote," Urkel-looking Melvin motherfuckers playing some Dungeons and Dragons and shit. It's only been recently that this is considered a cool thing, you know, that it's okay for black people to do that kind of shit. But the real question is, mm-hmm. okay, by who? In my case, I look at, I view it as an issue of society and at large, you know. And same thing with BDSM. How many times when you are constantly under pressure, 
as a black man, black woman, anything in between, and just putting it out there, I am a African, I put it, I am in between. But, you know, there is that same issue, you know? Uh, is it the, the pressures that are put upon you that stop you from actually exploring your boundaries, exploring what, you, what gets you off, what can get others off about you beyond what porn tells them? And I do blame porn for this. I do. I've talked about this before. I'll talk about it here. I don't care. You know, mm -hmm. like I said, it ain't just the ebony. It ain't just the ebony. It's how they present both black women and black men. You know, once again, XNXX, Pornhub, any of these motherfuckers. You go to any of these places. They all like that. And that's a problem. Porn and fucked a lot of people up. Like, oh, oh yeah. Like I, can't, like, I can't even begin to get into how it's to fuck people up. Like, I'm like, first of all, porn is the worst place to get an education or anything sexual, kink, whatever. Well, it's corporatized sex. It is literally mega corporatized sex. And that's also mm -hmm. in a, a completely different context. Porn is to sex what action movies are to law enforcement. No, yeah, I thought you were gonna go with martial arts. I thought you were gonna say martial arts, like actual <laughs> fighting versus versus action movies. Like this got the best don't, descriptions. I mean, don't of... get me wrong. Like in real life, because the thing is, there is a chance in real life you might do some of the stuff in porn, and just a, like you know, there have been actual active shooter incidents in real life. But think hmm. of how infrequent those active shooter incidents are. Extremely. Rare. Rare. Yeah. Same thing with porn. Like the shit you see. Now, I have done stuff that has, I looked and like, oh, I've done this before. But how often have I done that in real life? Even my king shit is more extreme. But how, you know, but that isn't really depicted in porn like that. But that's another story. Um, but you ain't gonna be fucking nobody in that reverse jackhammer, though. Get her on the back of her neck, legs all up in the air, and you fucking her from the back. So she looking at your <laughs> anus. I don't care how good your booty hole look, nigga. She ain't gonna like that, unless yeah. she into that. In which case, you know, hey, pecking's okay too. Not my thing, but, but you know. I was gonna say, but how yeah. rare is that in, in general? Like, like, it is possible, but it is rare. I, 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 I guess I'm gonna call myself out on her because I I, I have done that Jack Hammer move. So, uh, ah man, I, I'm just putting that out here. That Jack, just say, goddamn it. Are we, are we talking about the Jack Hammer or the African squat fuck? I think it's the African squat fuck, actually. It's the one where she on her back of her neck, got her legs up in the air, oh, you're, you're, you're in reverse, and she just, she just staring all the sweat down your back. <laughs> right, because you, you, you got her back propped up against, like, a couch, right? And, like, you you on there, yeah. You can, like, she can look up and see right up there, up your asshole and all that. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> hey, girl, why you up there? Just, just do me a favor, let me know. Does that hemorrhoids look good? Is that good? Hey, I save me a colonoscopy. I oh, wish. <laughs> Damn. Mm. So CNC, let's go back to that. So yeah. uh, now, from what I remember, there ain't as it's been a while. I ain't even gonna lie. I'm gonna joke. You know, I have enjoyed it, but it's for the most part been always been a suggestion to me, not anything that's been suggested from me. You know, it's I ain't saying I ain't willing to go that route, but you know. I got books to write. I got music to do. I got my energy elsewhere, man. I got to keep it all in balance. So too much extremities for me. No, no, no. It's got to be something that's got to be asked of me. Now, in my current relationship, happily married, four years going on, you know, you know, we can't really apply the BDSM, and that's okay for medical reasons. We'll be getting there eventually. I do believe in her. And even if we don't, 
I love her, you know, so that's how it works with me. Now, with that mm -hmm. stated, you know, she does like to be held down a little bit and roughed like that from the back. And, you know, that, that's cool. It works for me. That's where we that's where we meet up on that. You know, would I mm -hmm. if she asked me? Of course I would. What do you think? Nigga, I married her. Shit. Love this woman. <laughs> but that's that's how it works, I though, for me, at least. Like I said, I can never, ever explain for anyone else except for maybe in broad generalizations, because once again, it comes down to trust. I trust that with her issues that these, this isn't going to be the issue. This isn't going to be the problem. And if it is, she'll at least talk to me about it. But the difference is I'm married to my wife. You know what I mean? Especially if you're talking about young bloods in the club trying to get somebody. It's like, nigga, meet him at a library or oh, meet him at the club. That's cool too. But like, like Justin said earlier, don't just do it that night. This ain't frozen. You can't fall in love with somebody in the first five minutes. You can't trust this person. <laughs> Man, woman, whatever. You can't trust him. Nah, man. No. See, that's just more once again. Defend yourself. Guard yourself. Be smart about it. Get your rocks off, but for the love of baby black Jesus with a kung fu grip, wait a goddamn week. Wait a month. Do a few scenes. Yeah. Do some things that ain't hardcore. Don't be doing some shit that you saw on the fucking secretary or what was that? A uh, Fifty Shades of Gray. Oh, I know some people be out there reading Fifty Shades of Gray. Y'all yeah, know. Y'all know. Man, don't, 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 don't even get me started on Fifty Shades of Gray. That is that's a whole other conversation. But that's the worst place to get an education on King. Oh, yeah. oh, definitely, definitely. Oh, shit. I mean, no, no, I mean no, if you want to learn how to be an abusive piece of shit like Mr. Gray, by all means, but please understand that if you want Mr. it to me, Gray. if you want it to me, I'm going to stomp your motherfucking teeth out. Oh, straight up, uh -huh. straight up. Also, another thing about CNC, which is wild, I want to bring up the racial gap in CNC. Because, oh, you know, yeah. it's amazing how white dudes can say, like, oh, it's okay. I'm like, what? Of course it's um, okay. You're fucking white. Like, you know, <laughs> just ask, you'll be fine. Like, it's the truth. Nigga, nigga, I know you white, but nigga, um, Lord, you know, if it comes down to a court situation mm. and it, you at least have a fighting chance, especially you have all your all your receipts and you keep your situation in order. Um mm. we ain't got that. Um, I don't know if you Remember What? We don't even get the benefit of the motherfucking doubt. Like, I don't know if you were following this on Fat Life, but there was this dude named the Wolf that was running around. I actually uh. know who he is because I actually know one or two uh, one or two chicks that he actually did CNC play with. It was this dude based out of Australia. He was a businessman. He got money like that. You know, look, he had enough money to actually come to the United States and just fly around doing CNC to white chicks. Mm -hmm. um, like, eventually he caught a case in Australia, beat the shit, and was like, you know, talking about like, oh, I want to talk about like how false accusations happen. Ima imagine a nigga, first of all, being flown out to different countries to do CNC. Fuck all the other shit. But like getting believed <laughs> and somehow not catching a case until like the hundredth chick. I know you'd have to be an Idris Elba type nigga to do that kind of shit. <laughs> what do you mean? You'd have to Three, be on some Idris Elba tip right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Tyrese like, shit. Idris Elba would be struggling. Like, like so imagine <laughs> a random NBA player would be, try that. All of a sudden, it'd be like, 
you know, so and so, you know, backup guard for the Washington Wizards has cases in six different cities over <laughs> what's called sex games. I know like, Kobe you know exists. I mean, but Kobe was just one nigga. That was oh, one true, time, true, true. one situation. But shoot, Kobe had to go to trial. Like, you know, he had to put as they no, that, That's a good point. That's a good point, actually. Hell. I ain't even thought about that shit. Like, it, he had to have a goal. He was in court and had, you know, remember he for a minute he was flying back and forth between games and court. And yeah, that yeah, yeah. Was probably yeah. one of the 10 or 20 best ever NBA players to do it. Imagine yeah. just a random nigga in the NBA. Not a star, but just a, someone who had a career. Or hmm. just, you know, someone who wasn't an A-list celeb. This oh, motherfucker was just random white dude with with some with some change. But his whiteness affords him the benefit of the doubt. His oh, whiteness affords him the innocent until proven guilty. And if he's got the money behind it, and if he's got clout in his community, fellow, you know, other white people in positions of power and leadership, they're gonna support that clout for him, and that's gonna allow him to continue to go around and do do those things. Um, true, we don't true. have I mean, that. We don't have that here. I mean, even even in our our community here in the state, I mean, there's very few BDSM communities that are you know black focused, black you know ran, and the leadership mm-hmm. structure is black. And even then, when you do have that, there still isn't that sense of of, of community and, and camaraderie where everybody has everybody's back. So. But it also comes down to that personal situation again where, you know, society is bearing down upon you a certain image. Like, can you imagine if there was a black-run BDSM dungeon? It doesn't matter where it is. The media would lose their shit about that. Oh, my God. You know what's a funny story in New York? There was a shit. She's actually originally from your neck of the woods, Thomas, um, named Venus Cuffs. Um, she actually oh, did run a dungeon in Brooklyn for a minute. Now, and again, getting shut down because she pissed off basically everyone in the goddamn community to the point mm. where it was just like, <laughs> are you actively starting fights? Um, mm. but she ended up having enough clout that, you know, when it's about New York reopening and like there was, you know, interviewing various people in the community. She had a feature in the article. Like, I was just, I was, the funny thing is, I was at work, you know, it's a little bit of downtime, you know, in between this testing. I saw that. I'm like, I had to kind of hide from my coworkers because, like, on my face changed. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, of course, she cashed out. Another dungeon owner cashed out. Guess what? Another nigga stepped in. It's like, hey, I'm going to open some shit. I took all the two months. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so. And of course, but, you know, it's funny how have... money gets money get it done though. Money and power, clout, that all gets it done, man. But the thing is, New York has such a deep bench from like years of people working to make sure it. And other people of color too. I want to share on Asian people and Latin people either because they got their shit here, mm. here too. But black people have relatively more clout, so for a variety of historical reasons and like being involved in early organizations like dating back to the seventies. So mm, true. So I was I say all that to say that in New York, yes, there are black people who own, own dungeons. There are black people who own who run munches. You know, I took my <laughs> munch over whatever black person. Um, but is it black only a, though? Yeah, 
Oh shit! And yo, actually, mine is POC is officially POC because the thing thing is, I'm I'm not gonna kick you out because you're Asian. I figured, let me get you in the door and get you on where you need to go. Um, but yeah, and there's actually another another one they just just recently shut down because the lady had trouble keeping it up. But there's another one stepping right in the gap. And it's just kind of like a it's like a circle out here. There's enough people around that communities don't rise and fall on a handful of people. And I've seen what you're talking about other parts of the country where yeah. a black person will get a position of power, but everyone around them is white. So he either has to conform to that norm or she has to conform to that norm or they don't get to be in charge anymore. And when they yeah, leave, Mike Steele, like, yeah, Ben Carson. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm screaming about Republicans. Well, Mike Steele's actually kind Mike Steele's a unique situation. But yeah, I see what you mean. Cole actually, the funny thing is actually six degrees of separation. We have me and Mike Steele have mutual friends. Like he's actually, you know, he's still oh, shit, conservative, really? but he's actually a nigga behind closed doors. Like he's basically the nigga the barbershop with like more with a bigger budget. Now, if you told like, me Ben you know, Carson was a real nigga, I would call you out on that because there ain't no way in hell no, not that his, QAnon no, psycho is like, fucking... Ah, man. We have a bunch of mutual friends. Like, people who actually mm. have seen him up close because he's, he's from Maryland. I know a lot of people down there. I think there's a New York requirement that you know a bunch of niggas from Maryland. But... <laughs> <laughs> like, I think there's a New York requirement that you know a bunch of people in the D.C. area, a bunch of people in Atlanta. As people travel back and forth. <laughs> so, so Todd, let me ask you this: Since you are on New York, I have a friend um, that has moved to DC, and she says that the um, that the DC community is way more um, black friendly, and there's a lot more because I guess there's a lot more black people in DC you know, than pretty much per capita anywhere else in the country. Mm-hmm. And that the scene there is more. So have you have you had any experience down in the DC area and in that community or or can you speak oh, on that? I, I, absolutely. Um this thing is especially with you know before the pandemic shut so much stuff down. Um mm. there are a lot there are a number of nationwide events that were based down there. And yeah, I had a chance to socialize the community. I played within that community, and I'll just leave that at that. Um, I will say it's a well. You see the New York PLC scene, the DC DMV scene. It they're they're similarities and contrasts. One, the New York scene is more ethnically diverse. Like you have more West Indians, and more Africans. You have the Afro Latina set. While DMV is just basically good old fashioned regular niggas for the most part. Um, <laughs> It's more, I would say the DMV PLC scene is more leather focused. Okay. Not that so. there's no leather people in New York, but leather is a bigger deal down there, from my experience. Mm. Um, leather What? Leather good in the West Side, though. What? Leather good on the West Coast. I was going to say leather. Not that New, York isn't le- New York doesn't have leather, but I would say leather is more prominent, like relative mix. And so I would say it's more. Stable, we're doing dynamics, everyone's cool. While New York is about can be more, you know, let the you know, the let the flashes nigga win. Not that one is better than the other, it's just more different emphases. I actually know 
a few of the people who run the Munchers down there. I've actually had a chance to um, speak to some, you know, speak in some, certain groups down there. I'm real cool with, with the woman that runs the Munch out of Baltimore for PLC. Um, so I'm, I actually am very familiar with those people. Like, I talk to them, like, chilling on, like, a few times a week, friendly. So I, I wouldn't say one's better than the other. Though I do love Baltimore Playhouse. There's a there's the dungeon of the gods. But oh yeah. Um if you ever you've ever been out there? No. Baltimore no, that's Playhouse. One of the I'm gonna have to check that out sometime. That sounds good. Uh, oh, oh that's yeah. what I can describe. And actually you look it up online, just Google it. Um like take like a like large Walmart or like a small warehouse club store. And just turn that shit into a dungeon. It's huge. <laughs> well, that wow. sounds like and fun. That sounds is, like a good afternoon. And, and what's wild is that when we they're doing national events down that area, the weekend reunion, they would pack that shit wall to wall. So imagine oh. nine hundred niggas with all the equipment going buck wild. Mm. That sounds like fun. No, 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 that sounds like a good date right there. For real. That sounds like that sounds like a utopia. Because I have yet to go to an event where there has been let's say in the event, there's like maybe three, four hundred people. And out of the three, four hundred people, there's probably like ten that's black. So that's like one percent. So I would love to go to an event where it's like I'd love to go to an event where it's like 30, 40, hell, even you know, sixty percent is people of color. You know, yeah. I mean, when we we can reunion kind of shut down due to the pandemic, but seriously, oh, keep your eye out for them for when they ramp back up because right. it's going to be playoffs. a movie. I'm looking at like, it right. It's going to be like a like the Lord of Rings trilogy. You have all that <laughs> energy. Yeah, pandemic. People is just being in their bedrooms. And now they get to go out and because Memorial Day weekend last year they had a, a little sign somehow word of mouth three hundred niggas showed up. I was there, but a lot of people told me like, "Yo, people actually flew out just to get their kink in." So mm. once they really really get back up, yeah, because um, I remember weekend reading where they did the whole hotel takeover thing. Oh yeah. yeah. We got I, we it, got that here in St. Louis, but ain't none of that shit black run or black. I, I know, but no, this is uh, what I was talking about. Was black was black run, like blackly, uh, you know, blacker than black Michael J- Jackson, black blacker than Doja Cat. So black, so blacker than Wesley Snipes. I was say, are we talking mm-hmm. about like Amistad black? Are you talking about like real dark skin or? <laughs> Like, are we talking about, are we like talking about back and forth? Like, are we talking the whole back and forth that, that was taken over had a courtyard. <laughs> and of course, not there was a DJ cutting while people were doing scenes. Damn. Well, damn. So like, this whole thing was, was mixing. So, this whole thing was blacker than Forrest Whitaker's neck black. Yeah. <laughs> Black in the forest, Wicker's neck in the middle of a sunshine summery day in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that oh, was quite descriptive of, of Forrest Whitaker's neck. Shit, did we just commit a oh, race God, crime? God, I, it no, feels no. like we committed a race crime. 
Well, y'all know what they're talking about. This is bring up back to the original point. Go ahead. That's why we, you know, are you talking about the more extreme stuff, particularly? Which they did practice there, like you know, doing takedowns and kidnappings and CNC and all that. Mm. Not only do you have a bond there, but which is important, but you need to make sure there's that cultural connection. Make sure you're on the same page. That's why I don't want to deal with that with white people, because even though I've had great dynamics with white people, that's a lot more work to get that done. Because you have to all that stuff that we have that cultural understanding of. Even if they're open, they have to actually sit down and learn that shit. This is number one. Yeah, these and more... that's why. Like, would you have a CNC scene with someone who spoke Chinese if you don't speak the language? No, I mean, I, I'm just saying. But don't forget, from where I'm from, cultural hodgepodge. So I, I'm used to multicultural shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind if I'm gonna fuck with a white person. I'm gonna fuck with a white person. Asian, yeah. sure. The only thing I ain't fucked with is a Sri Lankan. I don't. Ain't nobody know what Sri Lanka about. But you know, why? Why? Why <clears throat> specifically Sri Lanka? Like, what the fuck they right. do? To you? Do you know where Sri Lanka is, Todd? Todd, Todd. Look India. me in my emoji eyes and tell me you know where Sri Lanka <laughs> is without looking at Google right now. Right now. It's, it's, south of, it's actually south of India. Actually, you don't know lie to me. That's where. That's where Thomas. That's where Thomas's daddy, mama, uncle, daddy comes from. We got that's where the villainous layer is. They're waiting on us, bro. They speak British. It's they it. sound British. It's a pearl state island nation in South Asia lying on the Indian plate. See, all y'all on Google. That's how you know this. Ain't nobody it's know that shit. <laughs> it's a lower Duck. middle income country. You want DuckDuckGo? I don't okay, care. Now I know Google, DuckDuckGo. Ask Jeans. <laughs> Whatever have you, mate. No, nah, seriously, though. Seriously, though. Seriously, though. But, you know, it's, it's once again, though, the locations. I ain't saying that the, you know, West Coast is a lot more liberal or a lot easier when it comes to race relations. It's not. You know, I, I was a teenager in the 90s, man. George Bush Jr. fucking everybody up. Shit, I was there when George Bush Sr. was fucking everybody up. But, uh, you know, in the situations like this, I don't know. Maybe it's just because of that background. I do have, find it have an easier time fucking around with other cultures because I've been raised around that shit. You know, I ain't knocking on either or. I'm just saying that's 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 my that's my viewpoint on such a thing. So, you know, okay. but I do understand when it comes down to, well, when it comes to the cultural shit. No, I understand that in a heartbeat. I, I agree with you, Todd, completely. But, you know, I'm just saying everybody moans in the same language. Everybody going to be roughly the same amount of size laying down. And if they know some positions, I don't. Cool. But, you know, I've read the Kama Sutra. Thank you. So uh, the 70s white people version with the Afro pubes and shit. You know, I saw that shit. <laughs> Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why, but I did. <laughs> the human body is a beauty. It's a marvel. A wonderful machine of nah, nigga. There's some '70s Afro bush. Don't come at me with this. <laughs> Shit. Looking like Bob Ross coming out your junk. Bob. So, so I got a question. I want to pose to you all, if you if you don't mind. Um. If and it circles back to kind of the, the topic that we're discussing here. Um, if you could go back, let's like, say five years, what would you tell yourself that you know now from you know five years ago, as far as if you were wanted to engage in a CNC scene, what would be some of the tips and tricks that you would tell yourself back then to kind of prepare yourself to be able to do that? And 
you know, having confidence and knowing that you can pull that scene out and don't have to worry about some of the things that we're having to worry about now. Mm, don't fuck Good no point. cops. <laughs> don't fuck no cops. <laughs> don't fuck no cops. No, I, I want to talk say, about it. Don't fuck no cops. <laughs> I would say on my end, just make, you know, stick to the script. You stumbled on to the right thing. But make sure you sit down, you understand the playbook before you decide to start calling plays. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that. I would say to myself five years ago, be responsible. Not that I've ever been irresponsible as an adult, maybe once, once or twice, but mm. be respons- be responsible and use a and use your head. Know what you're getting into. Know who you're getting into. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if I, okay, so if I was going to go back to my five years, I'd tell my a young little niggalish self, you know, they're going to come across a brother named Jeremy A. Treats. Whatever you do, do not listen to him when it comes to his cousin, daddy, and mama. You don't want none of that. I keep telling him I ain't in the, in the mood for these scenes. He's trying to hit me up talking about his booty bothered baby Joe Biden, Kamal Harris. Oh man, I think if I told myself anything from five years ago, do not officiate the wedding between Thomas Duder and Andrew Caldwell. Oh my god, you named her. Why did you name her? <laughs> now, that's how that's how you're gonna get your dick sucked and you're sued by Cordell. <laughs> Fuck around, get your dick sucked, find out that predator knows the baboon lips. See, that's, you know, how I, I like, that's how you, that's why your predator mouth auntie stepmama gotta go to court for assault on February. See, I talk about beautiful black lips, but nah, bitch, that nigga got those some fucked up lips. <laughs> All right, fellas, Damn. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and jump on off here. I got some other things I need to tend to, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, this is a good conversation. I appreciate you all inviting me in on this and we sitting down and talking right. about this. I think it's important right. that we, we touch on these topics. Love, bro. You know, because there's um, a lot of new there's a lot of new brothers that's coming into the community that could benefit for some of the knowledge and information that we got that we can pass along. And I'm all oh, for sharing knowledge and, and trying to help, you know, anybody new coming in, especially especially brothers coming into oh, yeah. it. Yeah. To kind of help um, navigate them, so that they can avoid know some that of the shit that I went through, you know. Right. Yeah, just let them know well, that they ain't alone in it. That's a, that's an especially important yeah. thing too. Absolutely, we got, your, we got your back. Yeah. If you want to track me down on Fat, I'm HQM. The letter H, the letter Q, the letter M. Um, also, I'm gonna get out too. Um, so please reach out. Don't be a stranger. All right. All, all right. right, y'all have a good one now. Later, later, later. 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 All right, and I think I'm gonna shake out. Hey, quick, really quick, really quick, quick, Jeremy, let me holler you for a moment, bro. Hey, yeah, dude, bro. dude, dude. So I just finished Killer Thirteen. I just got it all compiled, and uh, I just want to hook you up, man. I got, I got the PDF for you. Just let me know, yeah. and I'll send it to it to you, man. No problem. Yes, I need something new to read and review. But bro, I gotta point out this that speculative fiction I've been fucking with. This that shit I do on the side. It ain't the generalist, man. But you know, I don't remember if he That's fucks cool. with the Killer Thirteen or not. That's cool. I definitely want to read the Killer Thirteen, man. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead and uh, if you if we uh, if you about to shake out, go ahead and drop your links and then I go ahead and post them. Well, it's 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 for you alone. It's for you alone. I, I ain't know, uh, it's I'm all talking... the short stories. Oh, okay, <laughs> my bad. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm about your links in general, like the the penis oh. is my sword. 
The pen is my sword, god damn it. The pen is mightier than the sword, but when it is your sword, uh, you better make certain it's a thick one. Better make certain, not a big one, a thick one. She wanted a thick one. Hey, where do I drop these links, bro? Just uh, hit you up on Facebook? Yeah, man, just, me just message me, man. But this is Arthur Thomas Doodle. Check out his website, thepenismysword.com. Wait, 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 are we still recording? Yes, we're still recording. Ah, nigga, damn. I didn't know. Shit. I don't know, stereo. Yeah, yeah Thomas Duder, author of the things, www.thepenismysword.com. Check out my band, Anubis Unit, www.anubisunit.com. That's about it. He's the lead. He's the lead singer, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm the lead singer, vocalist, lyricist. I write the, I write the stories. We build the shit. We build the shit on rock and roll and punk and heavy metal, of course. Yeah. All right, I'm out. Later, bro. <laughs> Have a good night. Do you have a writing project and you want to make sure that your final product is on point? Well, look no further. My name is Jeremy, and I've been providing editing services since 2013. Books, blog posts, essays, I got you. I'm all about proofreading. I'm all about editing. If you want somebody that's going to be as interested and invested in your work as you are, I'm your guy. Book me on Fiverr.com slash Jeremy A. Trice to get started. That's Fiverr. F-I-V-E-R-R.com.